1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: We sort of have a crammed half hour. I think we're going to be chatting with Jill Dillon, who is walking right in. Jill Dillon of the fame "Fill in Dillon, which turned out to have been an incredibly successful campaign slogan, because our next guest, Jill Dillon, uh, not only won as a writing candidate, making history, I think, on the Board of Ed in Westport, but won so convincingly that I believe she's almost two to one of the Republican opponents on the ballot. There were five people on the ballot for Board of Ed. uh, The two incumbent Democrats, Neil Phillips and um, Lee Goldstein, Lee Goldstein. Thank you. uh, one, and I believe they were the top vote-getters, but right under them, and not by much difference, was uh, Jill Dillon, who joins us right now. First time I'm meeting you, Jill. Hello, and Hi. welcome to the show today.
1: Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. Congratulations
0: Thank to you. you. Thank you. You you really ran an amazing campaign for Board of Ed. Thank you. I, I can't say that I ran the campaign. It was really... Um some well, if you friends. didn't, who
1: did? So it was really <laughs> just some great friends who got behind me. And we spread the word a little bit. And I, I really think it just caught on like wildfire. You West had York. signs all over town. We had signs. As a
0: former campaigner myself, I'm a big believer in signs. Right,
1: right. We had We were late to the sign game, so all the public spaces were really kind of taken. But one of the things I said was, you know, I don't want to be just... In all those public spaces, I want to be in people's yards because I want people to see that there are families and people around town who support me. Yeah, and that, I'm that is, is just the key. In some random,
0: and place. I think was it orange? It was purple and gold. Purple and gold. Yeah, I, I don't know colors. why I'm remembering orange. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and I remember your slogan, Phil and Dylan. Phil and Dylan. That's yeah. a pretty good last name for a writing campaign. Uh, tell me about it, and that it rhymes with my first name too. Right. And, right. fill um, and Jill Dylan, right? Yeah. Too much. Fantastic. Yeah, 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 exactly. You might always have to run as a write from now on.
1: I know. <laughs> I know. It was um, it was a great little catchy phrase and a call to action all at the same
0: time. So, Jill Dillon, are you an unaffiliated voter? I am, and I always have been. And you always mm. have been. Not always. Um, it will come as a, as a
1: surprise to some that the only party that I've ever ever registered with was Republican.
0: Okay. And then I became unaffiliated probably like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Okay. And how long are you in Westport? Uh, 11 years. Oh, all right. Yeah. So so you became unaffiliated. You've always been unaffiliated in Westport. Yeah. Pretty much. Where did you move from? The city. New York okay. City. All right. So, so Jill Dillon, you are a parent. I am. You've got two little ones. One is in Westport Public Schools, the other is not. Correct. And you nonetheless felt very animated, very exercised about the current Board of Ed race. Right. Because you came into it relatively late. Very late. I counted
1: the other day. It was 27 days from the day that I... Announced I was running until the day of
0: the election. Okay, Jill Dillon. So (laughs) I need to hear why it it felt in your gut, in your belly, so important to run. So in August,
1: um, the Republican Town Committee, they had previously announced the current incumbent Republican was running. Along with the incumbent Democrats. And I
0: thought, okay, that's fine. And it'll just be kind of a re-election. Who is the incumbent Republican? Liz Heyer. Okay. Oh, she's now, I think, on Board Board of of Finance. Finance. That's right. Okay.
1: So in August, she decided to run for Board of Finance instead. Mm -hmm. And the Republican town committee scrapped their slate and announced two new people who were running. Okay. Um, So it was one woman who most people in my circles had
0: never heard of. Okay. But and, that happens all the time. That's no big deal, right? Well,
1: yes, but I think with respect to a school board, you would expect that the people who have children in school know people who are running
0: for the school board. Did she not have children in school? She did not have children in the school. But had they recently graduated uh, or something? She
1: has four children, and the youngest had gone to Staples, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, all um, right. And okay. the youngest is in college now. Um, and then the other gentleman has been... A figure at the Board of Education meetings, and just very um, I say combative just because you know he came kind of ready to fight about um, things he believed in, which is fine. everybody has the right to do that. It was the way in which he approached it um, with just language that's not productive. And um
0: accusations that I didn't feel were warranted. did you personally witness this, or was this hearsay about him
1: oh no he's he's um at the board of ed meetings, and I public. mean, have you
0: been at the board of ed oh, yeah. meetings or or at least watched watch them. Watch them? Yes, yes, so you take an interest in watching board of ed meetings, sure, yep. Okay. Because I was a PTA
1: president. so Oh, you were? I was. So which, I was which, um, um, PTA? PTA president at Kings Highway and again at Coley Town Middle School. Mm, my kids went to a Coley Town Middle School. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was PTA president there when we reopened from COVID and from moving back to, from BMS to CMS. Got it. Um, oh, that was so, a big transition.
0: Very big transition. Yes.
1: And I had a sixth grader during that transition. Okay. Um, but I'm used to watching the um, the Board of Ed meetings because all the PTA presidents kind of make it their business
0: to know what's going on. So, so you had formed an opinion of this gentleman?
1: Well, um, I had formed an opinion of maybe his tactics. Okay. And that um, I didn't agree with the things that he was saying. And, you know, things like um, he was opposed to some books that had an LGBTQ theme in the Staples Library. And some of that. Some of the content in there was definitely shocking, um, and I understand that. So he had a point? Uh, Yeah, I would say that I I can understand, looking at some pictures without the context of the whole book, that it would be jarring, and some parents wouldn't want their children to see that. These books were only in the library, and they all happened to have an LGBTQ theme, and so— my feeling was, OK, well, today it's LGBTQ. Tomorrow it's – and, you know, it was like, oh, this is too much for the children to see, too much for them to see. Well, tomorrow I don't want them to say, oh, I don't want my children to see this picture of Emmett Till in his casket because that's just too graphic and it's just too hard to look at. And then the next day it could be, well, I don't want to look at this book about the Holocaust and concentration camps because – this is really graphic material, and maybe it's too much for my kids. So it's a slippery slope, I think. And I think that banning books is, is usually about power. And um, I just didn't agree with that. And he talked about just that the academics were declining in our schools without providing any information. And then also linking it to um, the introduction of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the schools and um, social and emotional learning in our schools. And if you've had children in school, particularly as they get older, middle and high school, Westport is a really intense town. And Mm -hmm. you have children who put a lot of pressure on themselves academically and um, physically with their sports and mental health becomes an issue in a high achieving community
0: in fact i know i was i presented for our human services committee on wednesday in my other life as a probate judge Mm -hmm. and um Elaine Deneau, who is the head of human services, said that they had been that they were sponsoring a woman to come in to talk about the pressures of having a high achieving town, and it was sold out at four hundred people in the Westport Library. Yes. They'd never had they had never had the demand the turnout to hear about that subject. That's right.
1: Yes. And it was fabulous. I went. Yeah, you went. It was yep. an amazing. It was an amazing talk, and she, the the author, really just talked. about- Yeah, we about, need to get that
0: author on, Melissa. By the way, we need to get that author on the one that that got oh, four hundred yeah, people she was in. Great. We need to get her on the show. Yeah, yeah. She lives in
1: New York City, so
0: okay. quick train ride. Yeah, um, or on the phone, <clears throat> right? <laughs> um,
1: so, she, yeah, she was wonderful and talked about how there is a direct correlation between high achieving communities. And the mental health of the students in those mm. communities,
0: and yes, but so. it's like but you know what my response to that is Jill Dylan, and we're both parents. My response is you can't win for losing as a right. parent. Mm-hmm. In other words, what are you supposed to do? Like you want you want to somehow inculcate some kind of aspirational ambition in your kids mm-hmm. because you want them to be self sustaining adults, right? Right. Uh, but you know, God forbid, you should go too far, and then they're accused of a boomerang, where you know you're putting their mental health at risk. It's it's really difficult to be a parent.
1: It is. It is definitely a, definitely a difficult time to be a parent. But her point was that um, there is a there is a path for success for everybody, and it doesn't always include going to the best college and, like, the top college. Look what
0: we've seen in the last few weeks. Some of us who are paying attention, the so-called best colleges, I think, are having their reputations through the ringer right now. That's right.
1: That's exactly right. And maybe we, you know, don't want to be part of those institutions Maybe we
0: don't. Yeah. Time of reckoning. What do you think about that as somebody right now at the Board of Ed? What do you think about that?
1: It is, um, so that was one of the big arguments on the board during this election was that um, my opponent's said that they believe anti-Semitism comes directly from teaching diversity, equity and inclusion. And <clears throat> I'm open to learning about that perspective and I am um, and I've talked to some of my Jewish friends about it and um, and I can understand um, the perspective and I feel like everybody's trying to create a framework for to explain hate. And I just don't think hate can be explained so easily in a framework. It's just it's evil. And there's just no way to explain evil as much as we want to, to understand why people can can recognize evil in some situations and not recognize it in other situations. I'm and i understand wanting to make a framework around that but with respect to the board of education and the the reason i got involved is i don't believe that we're teaching our children to be um to be anything other than nice kids who, you know, include the kid at lunch who's sitting alone or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so um perhaps as they get into the high school it's it's different but this idea that westport schools is teaching Social justice that um, then we see turning into something completely backwards at these higher institutions. I don't think that's what Westport is doing. And I don't think that our um, families represent those views, although I will say there is anti Semitism in our town and has been for a while. Um, And so I want to work on. That. And what do you think the role
0: of? is, we're chatting with Jill Dillon, what do you think the role is as a member of the Board of Ed to know that much about any particular curriculum? In other words, sometimes we could be having a heated discussion about new math, mm-hmm. right? Right. And the fact that I know that teachers for a while, and I don't know if it's still true, I hope it's not. Were, t- were, t- were insisted upon that if their child didn't get an answer based on this one way to find the answer, mm-hmm. that the answer was wrong, even if the answer was right. Right. My daughter learned how to do math four different ways mm-hmm. to get to the same problem, because her math teacher taught her, it doesn't matter how you get to the problem, math is math. If you get the right answer, you've done it right. Right. I, and I don't know what Westport is doing right now. So I guess it's just a general question, Jill. In your role, whether it's DEI or it's math, how how deep are you going to get into knowing what the what the teachers are teaching
1: well <clears throat> excuse me we rely on the um the administration to present us with yes. options. and it's one of those things where you just have to look at look and see with data how it's performing afterwards
0: um yeah but in dei that's mushy yeah, how are you going to know no whether there's no standardized test to see what lessons people are taking away from those from those lessons, right. right?
1: And my friend calls it that. What we do in Westport is kind of like DEI light. We're we're celebrating Heritage Months, and um, and you know, at the elementary school and the middle school, um, we're not promoting any kind of um, agenda
0: other than. Well, Jill, I'll tell you this. Okay, okay, and then we're going to go because we have another guest, and you're a doll. But I'm going to leave you with this. <laughs> I have a. A friend whose son just graduated Staples High School last year he's a freshman now Mm -hmm. and in social studies at Staples a couple of years ago his assignment was in social studies that he had to write a paper to explain um, and to write it from the the point of view of a of a white person who was apologizing to the indigenous people for taking the land that Connecticut is on That was his assignment in social studies. And he and his parents are, um, frankly, Democrats. <laughs> I'm just, I mm-hmm. mean, this he's uh-huh. not coming from any kind of, you know, whatever you would want to assume from this. But the kid right. himself, who's a very talented, artistic individual... Mm-hmm. Uh, Didn't like the assignment Mm -hmm. and went back to the social studies teacher and said, I don't understand why I have to write an apology essay for this. I'm not comfortable with this. And the teacher said, you have to write it. It's your assignment. Write Mm -hmm. it. So he wrote it. He didn't care much about it. He ultimately failed social studies, not because she failed him, according to the mom. She failed him because he tuned out of the um, class afterwards. Mm -hmm. He didn't turn in his work. He chose to take an F. Wow. He ultimately got into the college of his choice because he's an artist. He's, a, you know, he's someone in the artistic world and he's going to do well in this world. Mm-hmm. But he, he failed as a sophomore. Wow. Uh, which is not something your typical high achieving Westport kid is willing to do. Exactly. It says a lot about him and his own moral compass. That's right. But it also says something about the educational conversation going on in social studies. Mm-hmm. I agree. Just letting you know.
1: Yes, yes. And I think that there's a place for um, teaching history, and I think that there's a place to teach it what was right, what was wrong, but not to place blame today.
0: It's on you now, Jill Dillon. (laughs) It is on me. Phil and Dillon, you've won. Congratulations. Um, congratulations. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Thank you for Really a me. pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for offering to serve my beautiful town that I love so much. Thank you. Thank you for your public service. This is volunteer. Everybody remember, this is volunteer work. That's right. And it couldn't be more hard or, you know, require every single bit of you to do it well. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. We're going to be right back with Martha Zoller. Stay tuned.